Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Heather Dondas, Director of Thought Leadership and Insights at Harbor Capital Advisors. Heather, it's great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. So tell us a little bit about your background and about your role at Harbor Capital. Sure. I've been in a marketing position for, uh, frankly, these days, as long as I can remember. So for <laughs> quite a while, and I've I've enjoyed it. I've, I've learned so much along the way and worked with some really, really talented marketers out there. And at Harbor, I was able to take that even one step further for the past couple of years. It's been a little over two years that I've been with Harbor. We have a great opportunity ahead of us to bring uh, a bit more of what Harbor has to offer to, frankly, more folks out there. Excellent. And say a few words about the company, what you guys do, what you offer. Sure. Harbor's an investment manager, but more so they're an investment manager that's looking to bring uh, a bit of uh, a different curated perspective to the marketplace. This perspective and, and the solutions that come with that perspective, frankly, has been a bit limited in the past to one particular type of client and even a particular type of investment solution. And what we're doing is we think we've got a good thing going and we want to bring that to more folks and we want to bring that to more folks. <laughs> okay, awesome. So now who is your main audience? Who are these folks that you're that you want to bring bring it to? We've typically worked with the what we refer to in this industry as the professional buyer in the past. So, you know, someone who uh, makes that decision about what types of products or investment solutions are best suited on a particular platform at a firm and then you know, that offer is then shared more broadly with more constituents at that firm. What we're doing, though, is really taking that, again, a bit further and offering it to more intermediaries and more so an intermediary and their client. So who that intermediary works with. So we're just broadening out what we bring to, to more constituents. Okay. And of course, marketing plays a central role in getting that message out there and, and all that good stuff. So now when we spoke a few weeks ago, you told me that one of your big tasks is helping the company shift from more of a product-focused marketing to more of a thought leadership focus. And, and in fact, your, your title, Director of Thought Leadership and Insights, is a new title for you, right? Which, which I think directly reflects that. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we believe thought leadership is a bit more of a currency now. So it's really a way of engaging. It is a way of activating. And what do you need from a thought leadership perspective? You need to have something to say. You need to have something that's going to help not only that professional buyer, but the intermediary and frankly, who the intermediary is engaging with, their direct client. And yeah. Thought leadership is a way of of speaking to those different constituents. And I believe in the past, it's just been more of a volume game. It's been more of, quite frankly, a, a dollars and cents game, right? Mm -hmm. Biggest advertising budgets or biggest event budgets. And while that's all very important, how you go to market, if you do have something good to say, <laughs> something that will help who you are actually trying to help, and you engage with them in a way that meets them where they are, then it can be a really powerful tool. And it's one that we believe we do have something to say. We actually do believe we can help, but we have to, we have to share what that is and how we can help in a way that meets 
those different clients where they are. Yeah. Okay. So it's about part of it is having something to say. And the other part is how you package that something and get it out there and target it to the right, to the right people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So now when we spoke a few weeks ago, way back in 2021, you said something really interesting. You specifically mentioned doing things that appeal more to the marketing wise, doing things that appeal more to the humanity of what financial advisors do. I thought that was really interesting. So what do you mean by that? Ultimately, you know, an advisor is working with their client, his or her client to help them. Let me backtrack a little bit. Apologies. You know, this is a sensitive subject. It's it's dealing with people's livelihoods, their their finances, you know, whether that's estate planning or retirement or very, very big, complex goals. And it only becomes more complex as we get older and have families and loved ones that we're dealing with. And if you think about that, it's not just about the latest and greatest ETF or mutual fund or collective investment trust. Those are just ways, vehicles that thankfully we have now to package up investment solutions that are going to help folks meet these goals. These goals are only getting harder to meet. And, you know, we, we as investment managers, we have a responsibility, quite frankly, to help people who are very deserving of financial wellness over time. An advisor is in that position. They have to do it and they have to be all things to all people, right? They have to understand these complex markets. They have to put people in, frankly, from a fiduciary perspective, right? The, the best solutions that make sense for them, right? And, you know, they rightfully so want to make a living doing it. And so you can't be all things to all people. At our firm at Harbor, we know we can't be all things to all people. So let's focus on helping these advisors. And some of the solutions that we are bringing to market are going to leverage what we've done very well for many, many years, which is, you know, curating really great managers that bring investment solutions to life, again, packaged differently based on how whatever makes sense for that client. But now we can do it and say, well, we've actually thought of a thematic way that we think is really appealing in terms of an investment solution, but also advisor how you're talking to maybe that next generation client (laughs) who's interested in different things, still needs to save money, still needs to plan for these very fundamental things. But that client is not going to do it the same way that the client we have been serving, you know, or advisors have been serving has been doing. There are just more different things that are important to the client of the future. Fundamentally, they are the same meaning I need to save. I need to have enough to retire. I need to eventually put, you know, hopefully a child through college or whatever that technical goal is. But the way they get there is not going to be the same way we got there before, because there are different things that are valued by the clients. We're hearing that from the clients. ESG is a perfect example, right? I want you to think of different things in investment solutions that are important to me. You know, do you have happy employees? Are people Mm. happy coming to work? That's important to me. I want to work with a firm who's treating their employees well, you know? And, and so while these things, I, I feel like they've always maybe have been important, Mm-hmm. But similar in a way that this pandemic has shown us that we can pivot 
to still be very effective at work, we're, we really have to pivot to serve the needs of future generations. And I feel like some of the things that we are doing and thinking about, they're not only coming to life in terms of a packaged investment solution, but how we talk about them and market them and message them. We're calling out some different things uh, that maybe we just would not have focused on before. Okay. And that's where the thought leadership piece comes in, sort of articulating those new ways of doing this business, new ways of talking to people and so on. So I like how you said it before that essentially thought leadership means having something to say. Exactly. And I think one of the big challenges of doing thought leadership at a high level is coming up with things to say. That's right. That isn't just repeating the same stuff over and over that everyone else is saying. So from your perspective, where do you find those insights and ideas that you can you know, send out into the world to do that work for you? Where do they come from? It's a great question. And, and frankly, people will often say this, but what I find at Harbor is we, we truly live it. They come from everywhere. <laughs> mm. So they come from, everyone will default at an investment management firm. Well, obviously they come from the investment team or the managers you work with. And 100%, <laughs> they come from there. They come from our clients. They come from other marketers that I'm privileged to work with. They come from our sales organization. We have uh, executive office folks that are helping us with project management, for example. They come from everywhere. What we are trying to do, and I keep coming back to this word of curate, like similar to how you're at a museum (laughs) and the spotlight is on a particular painting. Hmm. Why is this? And there's a little, usually a placard, right? Or now it's probably electronic. That is a description of what should you look at in that painting? Why is it important? It's an interpretation and something that hopefully once you look at the painting and once you look at the placard and whatever the lighting and how it's on it, you walk away with a sense of why that's special, (laughs) why it matters to you. And quite frankly, are you going to go back to that museum again, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and see maybe the next exhibit that they have. So when I say insights come from everywhere at Harbor, we can put those various groups and people together to come up with what our I'm using the term solutions very generically, but then what the placard is around it, what's the messaging around it, and how does it relate to that professional buyer, that intermediary, that intermediary's client? Because what they see from, uh, it, it sounds so generic, but what they everyone will see something slightly different from a piece of art, but they should probably walk away with a couple of common things. I really mm-hmm. liked the outline. I really thought the use of, you know, et cetera. The lighting was very, very strong and they should walk away with some similarities, but you don't want it to be scripted. You don't want it to be the same for everybody. And that's the nuance that we're trying to pick up at Harbor and that we're trying to elaborate further on from a thought leadership perspective. But to answer the question, it really does come from everywhere. Mm -hmm. What we're able to do with it. I think that, you know, cause you can't, when I've worked for firms in the past that have said, for example, brand is everyone's job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if it's everyone's job, it's it's no one's job, yeah, too, right? Yeah, so, yeah. we while we have to say that ideas can come from everywhere, the marketing team in how we're curating, how we're extracting, and how we're messaging, it is our job to elevate that and make that and translate it, simplify it, educate around it for for our clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a great answer. A lot there. It's there. There are so many moving parts and pieces to, Certainly. to 
building out kind of a thought leadership platform, if you want to call it that, right? Exactly. And 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 you're you're so right that good ideas can come from anywhere, right? Insights often from places that you wouldn't think they might come from. That's right. Which means you always have to be listening, always have to be on the lookout and open to new ways of thinking about things and seeing things that might be right in front of your face, but but you might not see them if you're kind of locked into thinking in one particular way. That's exactly right. And we, we challenge ourselves. And what I, I love about what I do and where I work is that it has taken me and continues to take me in a really positive way out of my comfort zone mm. <laughs> to say, you know what, I'm going to reach out to so-and-so and toss an idea out there. And I, I, there's very little risk to me having an idea, right? Like, and, and who knows it can't, and I'm, I'm motivated and incentivized to have these ideas. And at a place like Harbor, it becomes part of what we are doing to think that way, to think a little bit differently. There are some you know, what we would all call table stakes items that we need to do. We need to report on our products. We need to obviously tell people what's going on in the markets, things like that. That won't go away. And we'll continue to do that and have to do that, you know, at an exceptional or high level. However, we're we're going to advance. And when I say advance, it's on behalf of our clients by doing things differently. We absolutely have to. So that's mm-hmm. what I like about a gentleman I I have worked with in in the past and and currently has said, don't police yourself, Heather. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I I appreciate those comments very well. Like, don't, you know, stop it before it has the opportunity to maybe take off as something that can help add to this thought leadership platform, which Mm -hmm. which is unwritten. Yeah. So now one challenge it would seem to me is dealing with the fact that you're not alone, right? Thought leadership is a, it's almost sort of a cliche buzzword at this point, That's right. you know, and a lot of businesses out there are realizing like, oh, we can't just talk about our products. We have to have ideas and insights and become a, right. like a fount of information. And that goes for, I think, any, any vertical, including yours. So it's not just having an idea, but something that's going to cut through the noise, right? So how do you, what's your strategy for kind of staking out your turf, so to speak, in this kind of crowded landscape? That's a great question. And again, comes back to a couple of things, not only having something to say, the conviction to say it when sometimes it might be the unpopular vote, (laughs) you know, and, and, and the, the proof points, if you will, or Mm. the, you know, the, the, you, you can't just put something out there and not be willing to, to back it up. And so some in some sense, that will be data. That'll be where the insights come in. But the ability to connect with people where they are, I believe that's how we're going to stake out our turf a little bit more. There are so many ways now of engaging. It's not just your traditional. I mean, you know, I, I again, have been in this business for, for quite a while and I've learned so much and love it. But there were just certain ways of doing things for many, many years, and you didn't veer from that path. In fact, it became not only um, economically not viable to veer from that path, it, it just wouldn't have, I don't know, it, 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 there was no motivation to do it, frankly, from, from many, from the perspective of who you are serving and from you know, a firm that you might have been working with at that time or whatnot. It just, the impetus wasn't there. But think about it. Think about how 
how you engage today. Like certain forums can come out of nowhere. It feels like anyway that they come out of nowhere. And why is that? Well, because similar to some of these, for example, the advisors that we are an intermediaries that we're working with, they're they're all, in my opinion, they're all thought leaders mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're looking for contributing editorial, <laughs> you know, well, we can help each other, you know, by collaborating more and it doesn't have to be so formal and official and, you know, the Super Bowl ad, if you will, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. to, to do that. And so there's ways of enhancing our efforts that are actually welcome. And I feel like more informal people don't talk like we used to write brochures. They just yeah. they don't Now, You know, my compliance friends would tell me there's a certain way we need to be talking. Of course we have to stay, you know, we're regulated and we have to be compliant and accurate a hundred percent, but we have to talk like we're talking right now, like humans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think our ways of staking out, bringing thought leadership to the marketplace, both in a product and a non-investment or a non-product way, they just have to be more relatable. They also have to be actionable, another overused term, unfortunately. But if I'm saying something and you go, that's really great, but I have no idea how to put this to work for me in a way that's going to either help my client, help my business, help something, then we're, we're frankly wasting each other's time. And, and no one has time for that. So there are a few requirements that we have of this thought leadership platform that we're trying to challenge ourselves to meet. Mm-hmm. And we think if you've got something to say, if you've got something compelling, if it helps and it helps right away, it's not going to help in a year from now, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that, that we feel like we'll, we'll, and we are already starting to see this to, to kind of make a dent there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, doing this is not easy, right? It takes time, <laughs> effort, consistency, That's right. all that stuff. And it's probably going to, if you stick with it, it'll probably improve over time. But you have to be willing to, I think, as you said before, keep challenging yourself and not just doing the same thing over and over, but trying new things. Correct. Correct. And we're willing to. We're willing to, you know, to stumble in a way that obviously doesn't bring any risk to our Mm -hmm. clients or our firm or minimizes it, I should say. I mean, you truly can't do anything without any degree of risk. That's (laughs) nearly impossible. But we're we're not going to, you know... uh, take someone down a path that uh, doesn't make sense. Sorry. Yeah, no, of course. So what's your advice for marketers that are in a similar position that have been kind of product heavy in their marketing focus and want to shift more towards a thought leadership platform? It can seem like a daunting task, right? It is a daunting task, but so how do you, what are the first steps that you should take down that path? I think a couple of things. First one is embracing the fact that it's different and anything different feels immediately yucky, Mm -hmm. (laughs) technical term, but it doesn't have to be because nothing should be yucky permanent. (laughs) It's just the fact that this is change. Change takes a while. Of course, having leadership, whatever that looks like at their firm and, and, you know, whatever that looks like, making sure they embrace the model and see what this thought leadership an insight currency looks like and feels like and giving them a taste of what it can be or frankly, how it's essential. Because if we are just competing on a product level, I mean, the, the fact is we can't mm-hmm. <laughs> in many industries, not just financial services. It's, it's nearly impossible, I would say. And, and the mindset and the people 
are going to be huge to this. So what does the marketer look like for a thought leadership and insight group? I'm, again, privileged to manage a team of thought leadership and insight marketers. And the way they think is not the same skill set that maybe I would have been hiring for, you know, three to five years ago. Mm -hmm. It's a little different. And I think people struggle with that, right? It's, uh, you know, an investment editor or writer? Is it a, you know, someone who does infographics, someone who is a previous journalist, or maybe they were maybe a portfolio manager before? Well, it's all of the above, right? It's really how we're approaching the platform is we have to be deliberate in what we want to do, but integrated in our thinking. Because the other thing, and I, I had this conversation at my previous firm, I have it here, but when people hear thought leadership, they're like, oh, it's great, a white paper. You know, and right. we know for a fact it is, well, white papers are great for people who want to read them. That is not what we define as thought leadership. Thought leadership, again, is currency. So if there's a message we want to say, a white paper may be a way to bring it to life. A webinar may be a way to bring it to life. A client meeting, a tweet, you know, a post and LinkedIn, whatever it may be. That's the how. But it really is making sure you're surrounding yourself with people who think, okay, let's get this message and this insight down. And then let's think about all the benefits and ways it's going to help who we're trying to help. Because remember, that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the how will come to life in many different ways if we're doing it right. Yeah. Well, I think you've just demonstrated some really great thought leadership just now on this <laughs> podcast. So, so thank you so much for that, for all those great insights. Lots, lots to chew on there. So Heather, thank you for a great conversation. And once again, happy new year. Thank you so much. And happy new year to you and your listeners. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.